Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Um, we are back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. We have two recaps in one. Uh, after last week, uh, we had uh, I was sick all week. Could not even. I really couldn't talk until around Thursday or Friday, and uh, didn't want to cook my voice on a podcast. But now I'm getting it all out here for you people on a Monday afternoon. I am fresh and ready to go. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today? We have a lot of mixed martial arts to talk about. Yeah, um, setting up for a nice a bunch of fights getting made. That's hopefully setting up for a nice uh, summer. But I have a lot of uh, skepticism on the future of the UFC, or at least the current uh, layout of some of their decision-making, some of the fights that they're putting together, some of the just decisions they're making with just signing all these other guys but offering these uh, really good regional fighters like a Cedric Dumbe, offer him pennies, and then he goes to the PFL and gets a big contract. You're, you know, They're just dying to sign these uh, contender series fighters. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. You know, you can lose and then maybe win a regional fight against JLs, and then you're back in the picture. Um, so there's a lot of cards that aren't really great. There's a lot of fights that aren't really making sense. A lot of inactivity uh, between some of your top guys and a lot of um, just questions about what some of the top stars of the sport are going to be doing. Uh, there's a lot of talent, right? But uh, I'm not sure the direction we're going. It seems like we're kind of stalling out a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I'd echo a lot of those sentiments. It just seems like the UFC has really hit a wall they think I think they are they think they're bigger than they actually are and they don't think they need to put in that work anymore. I'm sure the checks are great from Disney and ESPN and all that, but uh, they are just more concerned about the bottom line and signing, like you said, contender series guys who are willing to fight for pennies because they think the brand itself will be you know will shine through and it's just guys fighting and it doesn't really matter who it is or <clears throat> excuse me what kind of skill level they're at. Uh, it, it just, I mean, the more you watch some of these fight nights and, uh, you know, even the lower ends of these UFC, uh, like these UFC cards, uh, pay-per-view, I should say, you can just tell the skill level. It just seems like it's diminished. I, 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 I don't know if that's my own personal interpretation, but it just, I feel like there's a lot of low level guys getting in there and when before it never really seemed like that. Yeah. And I think, uh, what they're doing for this, um, International Fight Week card. Uh, I, I, you know, I think it's it's cool. It's good, right? You got Volkanovski in there. You got two belts on the line. Bo Nickel. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, Robbie Lawler is going to be his last fight. Sean Brady, Jack Delamadley. The prelims look pretty good. Um, our girl Yasmin Yurgui is getting back in there against Denise Denise Gomez. That's going to be a good ass fight. Um, Cameron Simon, Christian Rodriguez, good fight. Um, so there's definitely, you know, it's a decent little card, but. For International Fight Week, it's just not what it usually is, right? Last year, I believe it was um, not Connor. It was um, uh, Adesanya and Cannoneer, and that was even a little disappointing. But you had Volkanovski, Max as the co-main, and then Alex Pereira was in the feature bout, right? Jalen Turner was also in that one last year. Before that, I believe it was Connor and Dustin three, right? Twenty twenty one International Fight Week. Uh, twenty twenty, they didn't have one. COVID. Twenty nineteen, John Jones, Thiago Santos, right? So. That's just pretty much what they've always done. This just doesn't seem like as big. I'm sure you know you out, 
Marino and Pantoja is cool. They're running it back. They fought before Vulcan Yair. That'll be interesting. Uh, Bo Nickel, get to see what he's doing, but it's him against Treshawn Gore. They're combined eight and two, and that's the feature belt. So, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like, you know, they just broke a bunch of records apparently in UFC Charlotte, which is just, uh, but who confusing. cares? They always love to like bring that out. Like, I mean, yeah. How I hard mean, is it to make care. a break a record in, in North Carolina when you're char- uh, probably upcharging all these tickets for people who haven't seen a card in God knows how long? Like, what yeah, record are they um, really breaking? What, like, I guess the highest gate for a fight night ever. Uh, oh the attendance God. was was pretty high. It was almost twenty thousand. I don't know. Either way, I mean, I I don't know who they showed up for. You know, um, the main event. Probably Jalton Almeida. Other than him, you know, there, I don't know. Wasn't really that uh, that creative a card. Also had it was marred by some missed weights, a couple canceled fights, uh, some bad refereeing all around. So, um, yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll we'll go we'll go into the whole uh, the debacle that was UFC Charlotte uh, UFC on ABC four. But uh, since we did not have an episode last week, I guess we should. Uh, discuss it a little bit. Uh, UFC 288, Prudential, Prudential Center, uh, Newark, New Jersey. Aljamain Sterling wins a razor thin decision over Henry Cejudo. Uh, I didn't think it was a robbery. I didn't. I thought Henry had won after the fight. I didn't get. To, I have not gotten the chance to uh, watch it back. I usually have to wait a couple weeks before it comes available on uh, the old ESPN Plus. I did not buy it this time because I was not home. Uh, I always buy them, of course, but. Uh, what did you think of this one? Did you think uh, did you think Sterling won? Uh, yeah, I think he did. I thought he just uh, he did he was working more and he was doing enough things to kind of win parts of the round or win rounds. Yeah, um, I, I just I, you know I think we saw a deteriorating Henry Cejudo, somebody that could probably win fights. Maybe uh, I'd like to see him move up. Possibly, I'm, I'm not all. Yeah, he just you know he's he's not. You know, he got his own takedowns and he did his own thing or whatever. Um, he had some moments of success for sure. Um, I, you know, I just, I, I, I don't want to, it, it just seemed an easy 3-2 win. He had three takedowns of his own, but he got taken down four times. Alger just works, man. He just works and works, works. And he has some decent, you know, striking's a little awkward. He's just awkward in general. Uh, he still doesn't, you know, you stand there and, and, and trade punches, I think. You, you can beat him for sure. That's why I think an O'Malley fight would be interesting because it's very, you know, uh, fight goes to the ground, it's over. Fight stays standing, you, who knows? So, uh, but Alger does a lot of kicking. He's really good with kicks. He attacks the body, he attacks the legs. Uh, he's pretty good in the clinch. Just a strong, just a solid everywhere, right? Um, and I think, you know, he used his, uh, his game to just, just, I guess, slightly, neutralize. Yeah, he just neutralized. Uh, slightly edge him out. Uh, you know, it was a split, right? Um, yeah. Somebody had it for um, for Henry. Yeah, I think the big thing, the big problem I had was Derek Cleary giving the uh, fifth round to uh, Sterling, which I thought was and, the most clear round for Henry Cejudo. Insane, insane, and all, and the fact that that if it was if it were went the way it should have went, that Cejudo would have won, which is also kind of insane. Like I don't I don't think that's how that should have went down. So in a way, I am kind of glad Derek Cleary um, made the bad scoring scorecard. Because if he didn't, Henry Cejudo wins, and I just you know what happens from there. I don't think I, I you know I just think Cejudo's on his way out. But regardless, uh, it was a decent fight. Uh, it wasn't great, um, but I think it went the way that we would probably predict it. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it really wasn't like – this is what I said to the people – that, uh, like my brother, I don't even think he watched it. Just anyone I talked to. It wasn't an exciting fight, but I thought it was uh, entertaining from the competitive aspect. It really was a, a really close matchup. I think Sterling was... I didn't really account for how much bigger Sterling was going to be and how much of a factor that was going to be. Uh, Sterling's stand-up looked good. And I just think he just outclassed uh, Henry in a lot of aspects. I think he was able to get more of his wrestling off than I th- really thought he was going to be able to. And I don't think Henry was able to hold him down as much as I thought he was going to be able to because he's so fucking big. And he was really able to build a base and get back up quickly whenever he was taken down. So uh, good, good win for uh, Aljamain. I think it's better for the sport, this setup with uh, Sterling and O'Malley. Then bringing him into the octagon with the uh, red leather jacket on, you know, Marab putting just... it on. Then he's going to beat Marab's ass. It was uh, that's what kind of what you want when you're uh, for these big fight nights, especially when the fight itself is kind of boring. He's getting booed out of his own, you know, close to the closest he can get to his home arena, other than uh, MSG, which he can't fight in New York. We discussed that on the last pod, but yeah, he was getting booed. Huh? He was getting <laughs> booed out of there, uh, and uh, you know, I I think O'Malley is fun. I think he's exciting, and uh, I think that fight, like you said, it's a clash of styles. It's going to be awesome to watch those two uh, get in there, probably in September or at some point uh, towards the end of the summer. So uh, that'll be cool. Uh, Bilal Muhammad with a win against Gilbert Burns. What a snooze fest this was. Gilbert was hurt. Uh, I believe very early on in the second round or towards the end of the first round, off of a uh, weird exchange on a takedown where he kind of just hold him his own body weight and Bilal's ended up on the left shoulder of Gilbert he was not able to throw his left hand for the rest of the fight and uh I mean Bilal I I I can't say I can't stress this enough how boring Bilal Muhammad is but I do feel bad for him in the sense that he can't really no matter what he does it just doesn't and after a fight I've never left thinking man he really he's up next he's He's going to fight for the title. His best performance was against Sean Brady. And unfortunately, that's kind of been lessened because he was, you know, Sean Brady's undefeated. He hadn't really fought at that level yet. He didn't really, it really didn't get a credentialed win. This would have been a big credentialed win, but it's marred with a little bit of uh, controversy. Not not necessarily controversy, but he doesn't get the credit that he deserves because uh, Gilbert was hurt. And he really wasn't, he didn't even come close to getting him out of there at any point. He really didn't even push the pace. He kind of just, uh, you know, Paddled his way through a uh, easy unanimous decision, and you know, I mean, good win, but I don't, I don't really know if that's uh, going to get you a title shot. No, it definitely shouldn't. Um, and I'm still going to take some of these guys over him. Uh, I guess I kind of have to keep keep on the hating, right? But yeah, I, I will say he did fight with an injury, right? His foot was pretty fucked that's up. What they said gonna, it would have been nice. To Didn't know look that like Gilbert it was Burns, bothering him though. No, it would have been nice to know if Gilbert Burns had, uh, you know, a, a laundry list of ailments. Uh, either coming into or during the fight, that would be nice to know. But uh, you know, he—I think he tore his left deltoid. He tore his—he sprained his neck. So I definitely need need to take some time off for Gilbert. I don't really know what he uh, what he has left here. Um, yeah, but Wall's just good everywhere. He's just all around solid. I mean, he's got an amazing uh, gas tank. His cardio is awesome. And for somebody that you know, Ramadan, he didn't he he didn't get the to really. Um, you know, have the training camps. It's really been a weird year. He's had some bad luck for sure, but he didn't, you know, he didn't get a chance to really, uh, this, this wasn't the best version of him. I don't think. And he still looked awesome. So he, wouldn't say awesome, but he looked good. Yeah. Uh, he did what he had to do. Uh, can, you know, the best, the, the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is getting wins. Right. And that's what he's just been able to do. He's 23 and three now. Um, 
I think, yeah, I, I don't know what's next exactly. Uh, 170's kind of weird. I guess we'll see, uh, after this, um, you know, see what, see what Leon can do. I don't know. I, I still favor Leon over Bilal 100%. I think Colby beats Bilal. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. My, my opinion on him hasn't changed too much. I will say I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big critic. Um, and there's, I don't like much about him as a fighter necessarily, but definitely not as a, as a character, as his like fake little, uh, character. Yeah. But I think he fights awful. Yeah. I think he fights Shamayev. He gets smoked. I think he fights Usman. Maybe he wins, but Usman's, you know, nearing the end of the road here. So I think Usman and Shamayev is going to happen, right? At 185. Is that a thing? I mean, that's what a lot of the, they're going back and forth. I, I kind of have a tough time believing they're going to do that. Uh, I mean, there's like a, they want to talk about catch weights, and Dana's like, I'm not doing anything like that. Like, and neither one of them are really 85ers yet. Yeah. So I don't really know what that does for either one of them. Uh, I mean, it would be an awesome fight, and it would be exciting, but I don't really know. I don't know how excited I am about that. Uh, Jan Zalnan, how about her taking care of business against Jessica Andrade? Absolutely smoked her with that right hand. And, uh, you know, it, it was a. Not at early. I guess the stoppage was just you know. I heard some people saying, "Oh, what was that? That was early." But Jessica Andrade kind of just got cooked. She she really didn't get up and be like, "Oh my god, you know, I got screwed." She she got rocked and sent in the orbit a little bit there. So yeah, uh, she just um, she she's having a tough time against the Chinese fighters, man, and uh, especially at one fifteen. And Yan Zhaonan's a player, man. Yeah, finally, uh, that big moment that she's really needed. Uh, just perfect timing, good power. She has good striking. Um, beautiful, beautiful counter right. And uh, I'll cash that underdog ticket. Hell yeah. That. You did very well this week, or the, the this week that we're talking about right now. Uh, you, I believe you went 4-1. and one, What I'm saying. I didn't. Let me just say that. So, uh, Movistar Ivoyev uh, against Diego Lopez. Uh, Mr. Lopez really shocked uh, a lot of people, including myself. He was in this fight from the from the beginning to the end. Uh, nasty jitsu, uh, throwing up all sorts of dangerous shit the entire time, uh, throwing bombs uh, back Ivloyev's uh, way, and uh, I mean he won a close razor thin decision. It seemed like I mean I know it said unanimous, but this fight was much closer than uh, you would think uh, from the outside looking in. Yeah, uh, he might have won that first round. He uh, I think had four submission attempts. Yeah, he had an armbar. A uh, triangle, rear naked choke. I, f- I forget. He was um, the last round. He, he almost was, took his ACL from him. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was really getting. Yeah, uh, Evloev was um, grimacing in pain. I think right yeah. as the fight ended. Right, maybe. Yep. Um, yeah, he he really made a good account for himself. Uh, got a lot of fans. Got noticed even with a loss. Um, I think he took this on short notice. Right. I'm not sure about the haircut. Lopez did. Um, yeah, he looked looked a little weird. Yeah, haircut not great, but you know when you look at what he was doing before this, you know the contender series lost to Joe Anderson Brito. Not really much stock in that. Uh, didn't lose much stock, I should say. Uh, and he's always in a. He's been in a bunch of grappling matches, so very active, young, good athlete, big, big, big boy. Uh, seems like he has um you know some upside to him. So I do like that signing. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, Evlo, it got dangerous for him, you know, especially at that big uh, price tag. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it really was dangerous, and uh, it wasn't really even close to getting that inside the distance that I played. So I guess I just well, uh, got to stop betting uh, when I don't really know the other guy. <laughs> that's I guess smart. my fault uh, looking back at it. But 
Charles Jordan wins a uh, not really close fight against Crone Gracie. Uh, Crone Gracie should not be in the UFC. He uh, really shouldn't be in mixed martial arts, to be honest. He has not gotten better, gotten better at all since his last fight, and he's going to blame everyone but himself. Uh, you know, he's got bad advice. Yeah, he's got bad advice. Punching or something. <laughs> I, he had the no bad defense. advice would be his father. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just really, I'm good on that. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I really not much to say. I really, I'm not going to waste too much time talking about Crone Gracie just not getting any jujitsu off, no takedowns, uh, just kind of trying to pull guard and uh, just hold Jordan there for a while and not really even get close to throwing anything up. So, the steamroller. How about your boy Matt Frivola taking taken out? Drew Dober uh, was really just much better than Drew Dober in this fight and uh, was hurting him. But Matt Favola hits hard, it seems like. And uh, Dober was not taking these shots well. And, uh, you, I mean, you think he's taken some shots, Mr. Dober, and uh, he just really was not reacting well to any of these. And, uh, you know, when you when you looked at it on, on the, you know, he hopped right back up after the stoppage, and you thought, oh, wow, that was, uh, what, what was that? And then you look at the replay, and you look at the guy's face, you're like, okay, yeah, I kind of understand why the ref was uh, standing right there going, okay, I think this might be over. And uh, good win for Favola. The steamroller, baby. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess we should have seen this coming. Maybe a little bit more. We, we did give him a chance, but uh, I, I thought Drew Dober was going to take his best shot. He did not. He did not. And I not think when all. he got up after the stoppage, he looked a little uh, – his legs weren't under him. I could be wrong. But I early maybe, sure. But I, I don't know, man. Matt Favola is making a, making a nice charge in this 155-pound division. So It's so deep. Um, you know, I don't know what his ceiling necessarily is. I still think he's a little bit chinny, and he, you know, he likes to get in firefights. I'm not sure about his cardio, but he has that wrestling, and he has a, some serious power. So uh, I'm excited to see him hopefully on a main uh, main card in his next fight. Um, Kennedy and Jukwe, uh standing guillotine choke takes out Devin Clark. Uh, I think I believe he put him out cold, right? Ch- choked him unconscious, Standing just dropped his yeah. body. Uh, <laughs> they call that like there's a ninja choke. They call that all sorts of things. But uh, Kennedy is a problem. We've been uh, we've been jumping on this bandwagon a little bit lately, and with the right matchup, Kennedy is a problem. He's so big for 205, and uh, he's really his game is just getting better and better. It's evolving every time he gets in there. So good win for Kennedy. What a fight! What a war! I mean, Kennedy was. Got hurt by yeah. Devin Clark, and then he submitted Devin Clark. Two things I didn't think would happen, but uh, light heavyweight is quite the division. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think I think Kennedy's ceiling is pretty high. I mean, he's one of the biggest dudes in the UFC, like just physically imposing. I mean, he's got like an eighty-three inch reach, six-five, six-six, maybe. Uh, he's a big boy. He's he's kind of uh, what a lot of people thought Johnny Walker might be as a prospect at two hundred five. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, to see him doing that, I think he was like plus 15 or plus 1,200 to win by sub. And to see him put somebody like that, uh, I think Devin Clark's got a long, long line of wrestling. Uh, to put him out, standing gate team, like that's that's impressive. I know he has those long arms, so it might be a little easier for him to just kind of wrap you up. And once he wraps you up, you're you're probably fucked. Um, but, you know, he, he can take a shot. He can give it a shot. Um, yeah, I feel like he's he's really maturing, honestly. Yeah, man, he really is, and he just continues to look better every time he gets in there. That's all you can ask, especially from a guy who is uh, on the younger side of his uh, mixed martial arts life and career. Uh, I think he's only 30, 
or 31. I think he's going to be 31 very soon. So, yeah, um, I'm excited to see him uh, see him fight again. Uh, Chaos Williams with a split decision over Rolando Bedoya. I thought it was a good decision, but I think this was a close fight, much closer than it should have been, and uh, not a good bet for me. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, no, it was pretty close. I don't I don't remember too much uh, of it. If I have to be frank with you, but Bedoya looked pretty good uh, in his debut. Virna Jonjaroba dominates Marina Rodriguez. Uh, this fight wasn't close Absolutely whatsoever, terrible. and what uh, Marina is on the fade list from now on. Um, Virna just, I mean, look look like uh, prime Habib in there, just uh, just wrestle fucking her and doing whatever she wanted, and really just wasn't close at all. So it's crazy. Marina Marina Rodriguez is Brazilian and has no idea what to do on the ground. I know just being Brazilian doesn't necessarily mean you have Brazilian jiu jitsu. But she has no, like, literally no idea. And this has been a problem for a while. And, like, Virna, you know, she's a specialist for sure. But, like, she, she, didn't, she doesn't know how to stop a takedown. She doesn't know how to get up or even get out of a uh, uh, position. Yeah. Like, she just doesn't know what she's even doing. Even in the clinch. At all. At all. It's very, it's very sad to see, especially somebody from me, like, somebody like me who was a big fan of her before. I was like, yeah, she can knock out anybody. Uh, she's just... She doesn't really have uh, any will. She doesn't, you know, when 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 it goes, it gets when it gets tough. She doesn't really have a second gear. Uh, she doesn't really have much dog in her. She was, you know, it's funny because when they were striking, I think at the in the third round before she got taken down, she looked good. Like she's much a better striker than Virna. She could hurt her, but uh, she just doesn't doesn't have doesn't have what it takes anymore. She's getting older, you know. She's losing some. She's losing these close decisions. Um, this one wasn't very close, but. Yeah, I just I haven't seen any improvement whatsoever. She's actually gotten much worse. She's really not that physically gifted either. She's just kind of no, long, just uh, tall. not yeah. really powerful. Doesn't really hit that hard hard enough to be like when she's standing to make that impact that she needs. And it's just kind of you know it is what it is. How about Parker Porter, man? How about him taking out our boy Braxton Smith? I know you were really close to betting, but thank God you talked me out of that. That I, I was going to bet Braxton Smith, but. I mean, that guy might be the worst fighter to ever make the UFC, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I don't understand what they're... Like, this is what goes to that conversation. Like, what are they doing? Signing some of these guys. I, I would almost rather there be less fights with, with higher quality as opposed to this garbage that they just throw out there from time to time. But how about Parker? Yeah, he got... I think it was his first fight that his mom and wife were there in attendance for ever. In the looked, UFC, it was in so. great shape, too. And that was his first finish. Uh, so, yeah, well-deserved for him. I mean, that was easy money. That Braxton Smith guy, let's just – I just can't get – I mean, he had no – he had like a minute of cardio. Like, we joke about Terrence McKinney, but he has like two minutes at least. This guy had like 30 seconds to a minute of cardio. And when he was on the ground, talk about somebody who didn't know what they were doing. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a joke. So, man. hopefully he gets a training camp one of these days. I know he doesn't have one still. Ali Skarov sends your boy Phil Halls to the shadow realm. Might be it for Phil Halls, huh? Brutal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the guy just melts into a puddle anytime somebody touches him. He had him hurt, right? He was doing some good things, and then it just doesn't matter. Al Scaroff, I like him. Big fan. Uh, but, man, Phil Hall, it's just sad. It's yeah. just sad. He, he gets punched, and he's just cooked. Like, he just melts. The way he falls, man, something's <laughs> – it's sad to see, truly. Like, I know it's kind of funny, you know, somebody becomes a meme, like, kind of like Johnny Walker, but, like, 
Yeah, this guy's really talented, really good. I mean, he was taking it to Chris Curtis, beating the fuck out of him. Um, and now he just he can't take a punch at all. You know, doesn't matter. I guess there was there something before that. Was there a head kick or no? I'm trying to remember because I know he he took like a couple decent shots before that, and then that straight right landed, and he just died. Um, either way, very sad to see, but yeah, it might maybe not yet. Maybe the next one. I think they might put him against somebody like a maybe give him a layup in his next win. But I don't know if anything's left anymore. Yeah, especially at 85. There's really, you know, when Augusta wind knocks you down, that's not a good, it's really not a good situation. Uh, how about your boy Claudio Ribeiro? He just uh, took out the ugly man. The ugly man is bad, really, really bad. And he does not belong in the UFC. Uh, so thank God I got that off my chest. Uh, Amen, yeah, Alan Amendowski ain't walking through that door anytime soon for to fight you every time. So, uh, Ribeiro is not that good either, but um, he's at least better than Joseph Holmes. So, yeah, that's one of the worst fighters for sure ever. Also, uh, Fravola gets fifty thousand for performance of the night fight. And they was Evloyev and Diego Lopez. They each get fifty thousand. Good for Mister Lopez and Jan Zelnan gets fifty thousand for performance of the night. Really, not much uh, going on. This was a boring card. So uh, I don't blame them for not giving out that much money. So yeah, we move on to the following Saturday, a UFC event from Charlotte, North Carolina, the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. We had John Anik, Dominic Cruz, and DC on the call. Bruce was in there. Uh, like you said, 18,712 people there. We had 11 fights to talk about. Uh, we will get into everything. Uh, there were some good fights on this card as opposed to the, uh, I mean, I guess the last one was good. But uh, Jolton Almeida just smoked Jarzinho like we would have told you uh, on the pod, on the pod the, last week if we had one. Uh, we would have been all, we, we told you weeks ago that we were all in on Jolton. And he did exactly what we thought he was going to do and just took care of business. This really wasn't uh, competitive. He, you know, once he got that takedown, he dipped all the way down, just tied his ankles up, worked his way up, got in the mount, started to, you know, just, he just methodically took care of business on the ground like he always does. And this was just as easy a win as it gets for Jolton. Yep. He got all up in his ass real quick. Uh, right. I don't know if you, I th- there might, <laughs> there might've been a couple booze, but the Charlie crowd was uh, very, you know, if you, if you weren't throwing your hands every two seconds, they were uh, yeah. ready to Come get Come on now. Them. Throw your fucking hands. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, do them dirty. <laughs> Come on. I got to go on my son, Jim Bob. Um, <laughs> I can fuck out. <laughs> uh, oh, my tooth just fell out. But um, no, he did this quick. He did this quicker than he finished, I think, uh, anybody else outside of Danilo Marquez in the UFC. So that's good to see, right? Um, this was his uh, – the. Biggest step up in competition for him to this oh, yeah. day. The hardest, the toughest fight for him, no matter what. Not even close. Go from Shamil to him. I think that was his last fight, right? It wasn't Parker Porter. But either way, going from that level uh, to now in just, what, his third or fourth heavyweight fight. So I think he came in around 230, right? Could be wrong, but I think he stays around that range. Uh, he doesn't have to get up to 250 or 260. I think 240 max might be where he uh, wants to be. I think that's where John is, right? 240. It says his last weigh-in was 231. I don't know if that was this weekend or not, but that's what it says on Tapology. Perfect. We'll take that. And, you know, uh, the uh, Danilo Marquez fight, that was a, uh, that was a ground and pound. So this is quickest submission in the UFC. 
I think you're going to see him pretty much rack up the rear naked chokes. That's what he did to that dude on the Contender Series, who, by the way, is making a nice account of himself on the regional scene, Mr. Nazruddin Nazruddinov. Yes, I know it's a very common name in the States, but um, he... I mean, let's look at some of these strikes absorbed. How many strikes has he has, has he absorbed in the UFC? It looks like two significant strikes in four fight, five fights, um, not counting the contender series fight. So that's pretty remarkable, yeah. right? He's not getting hit at all now. You know, are things going to change? Sure, maybe. You know, if he gets in there with Sergey Pavlovich or Curtis Blades and he can't get somebody down, but like he's he, he's pro- he's probably getting everybody down. And I think his stand-up, I think his striking in general is probably good enough to be, um, you know, passable. I, I guess we haven't seen that much of it, but I don't think it matters. Also, like this guy is just, um, I, I don't know. He's just different. He's just very different. Uh, probably some of the best jujitsu in the world. And to be at heavyweight, I think that just, I mean, man. I don't know how you stop it. For a guy his size to move the way he does, be as powerful as he is, and just kind of just... He dominates every single time he's out there, man. Uh, you really... Truthfully, what can you what can you say other than that? It's just... he, he Like, I have yet to see him get matched up with his... Uh, with someone that is his equal. You know? So I, I really don't know... What the UFC could do to, I mean, other than when, once he gets to these upper levels, but like, what is Cyril Gan going to do to him? Uh, nothing. Nothing, right? Like, uh, Curtis Blades? I saw people saying Tom Aspinall, and I was like, give me a fucking, he's, he's taking Tom Aspinall down. He's taking Tom sure. Aspinall down and, and smashing the shit out of him. I, I, I think, I mean, Aspinall probably has good jujitsu, but it, it won't matter. It really won't matter. So I guess he's ranked 12th. It hasn't updated because Jarzino is still 9th. Yes. He's going to jump up to 9. I would like to see him fight. Spivak, that would be that kind would of. Be awesome. I would be. All, I'd be down for that. Uh, he called out Tai Toivasa. I mean, he's gonna. He would. He would he do would disgusting things. Him. That would be sad. Um, I could see him moving. Yeah, I mean, you give him a t- top ten opponent. Uh, Tybora is fighting Aspinall, so we can't see that. And he just beat Rosenstroik. So yeah, another top ten, maybe top five ish. I guess if you want to give him Curtis Blades on a bounce back, or Stipe Miocic. I don't even think that guy's. Uh, I don't know how he's even ranked anymore, but. Um, yeah, maybe Volk- even Volkov. I know he's older and whatnot, yeah. but you know, uh, he is slow. So I think that would be kind of uh, obvious who wins that one, right? But yeah, I think him also having that long reach might negate some of the striking concerns that people may have. But uh, yeah, I, that's, uh, I'm all in on Jelson. I mean, me and you have been here since day one when we saw him fight. Uh, I don't know if it was the Contender Series fight. Honestly, I think it was the Contender Series fight where we saw a little bit of him. We're like, yo, that, that dude's nasty. And then... um he made his debut against um, who the fuck was it? Uh, for sure, I think it was Danilo Marquez when he when he fought him. We were like, whoa, it was whoa, yep. like, and that yeah, it was that was so funny enough. It was his quickest one, and that's where he was just throwing down those absolute monster, scary hammer fists. Yes, and he he hits so hard, he has so much power, and he throws with so much force and intensity because of his athleticism that you're like, fuck this, I'm giving you my back, and then that's just the fight's over from there. I mean. Who am I to say I'd rather him choke me out than punch me in the face? I'd probably ra- – I I would rather that, right? <laughs> um, especially when he's on top of you in full mount and you can't really buck him off you. That's not really something that's, like, going to happen. Uh, so and that fight was at 205. Remember? Like, when, yeah. he, when he made his debut, he was And Daniel Marquez is a big boy. Yeah. 6'6 six, six for 205. So, like, we're like, wow, this dude's 6'3". He's just an absolute uh, – 
I mean, he chiseled. Ch- I mean, my I, when I put the photo, my roommate's like, "Damn, that dude is yak." Yep. Like, yeah, he is. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he pissed hot, but he hasn't. He's just he's just I, when he was born, that's how he came out. I assume so. Um, sky's the limit for Mahadino, which I believe. Oh, what does that translate to? Damn, I just heard it. Somebody said it on a podcast. I forget. Basically means like dangerous man, I think, something like that. And that's very accurate. I'll say that. Uh, fighting is in my blood. Is that what that means? <laughs> Maladino, meaning of Maladino from Wikipedia, fighting is in my blood. That is fucking insane if that's actually what that means. But I mean, holy shit. But uh, yeah, you know, listen, we on this podcast will talk endlessly about Maladino. Uh, he is absolutely at whatever level you want to put him at. And I don't think anyone is stopping him. Uh, removed from John Jones or Sergey Pavlovich, I, I truly believe. And that. I highly doubt John Jones will be exactly. Around. So I really think we're going to have a Super Bowl of of heavyweight <laughs> fighting, which is Pavlovich versus Jelton Almeida for for the fucking. We have to go to that. I that's swear the to God, I think I might. Yeah, that's the hot take hot box championship. We have built these guys to this level, and they have we've handed them the ball, and they just keep running through the hole. You know what I'm saying? We keep running through the hole, baby. <laughs> And, uh, no, I, no, but seriously though, like I was trying to explain to people I was watching it with. I'm like, they're like, no, like, you know, they see, they see Jarzinho, big ass black dude. They're like, he's going to knock this fucking guy out. I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, like Jarzinho's good. He he's gonna is go down. not Jolton Almeida, man. Like, and then they're yeah. seeing this other guy. They're like, oh, okay. Like he looks scary. I'm like, no, no, no. Like you'll see, you'll find out, man. Like this guy is like you said he looks like he just came out like that like he's just built <laughs> like so he's huge I, I that's why we were like wanting him to fight at 205 because if he could constantly make 205 there's nobody that could beat him at 205 without question 6'3 yeah. 205 pounds he was a problem there and he was smashing Marquez. yeah imagine he fights johnny walker or Anthony Smith. Kills any of those guys. Any of them. <laughs> like Anthony, like, so, like, yeah, like, let's just segue right into that. Anthony Smith needs to retire. Absolutely needs to yeah. retire. He, I mean, he ate a couple leg kicks and was cooked. Was completely cooked. And he kept eating them. And he, and he like, didn't make any adjustment. For a guy who, like, is supposed to be smart and analytical and, like, you know, he breaks these fights down. He's not an idiot. I, can, I When I hear him talk, he's not an idiot, but... He really just looked like he had no idea what to do against Johnny Walker. I, I don't. I really don't know what the game plan was. And when he took him down, he had some success. I think it was that first round he got hit. And usually Johnny Walker, when he hurts you and he's hitting you with those like frying pans on the side of your head, yeah, you, those are scary. They usually go out, but he didn't. Like he just kept, he like dogged him and chased him uh, like down and, and and just fought for that takedown and he got it, but. He really didn't present much of a problem after that at all. He was getting beat up by Johnny Walker. Yeah, Lionheart. Um, also, I, he was talking to him about his family. Did you hear, hear that? He was like, "You made fun of my family," and Johnny Walker's like, "What?" Uh, I don't know what round it was, but they really he was talking to him. Anthony Smith has a has this issue where he has like the g- most giant chip on his shoulder, where he yeah. thinks everybody's out against him, everybody hates him. He, 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 I don't know what it is, and you know he's just really starting to slow down. Uh, he's he's fought a lot. He's trained a lot. He's been knocked out a lot. He's been hit a lot. I mean, he had his, tooth, his teeth, you know, smashed out of his skull, and that was like six fights ago. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, what was yeah, his last? Yeah, Glover to Sheriff fight was really ugly, man. The Ankalaya fight wasn't good. Uh, you know, the, he had a layout with Jimmy with uh, Ryan Span, and then the Jimmy Crew. Did Jimmy Crew fuck his ankle up in that fight? Right, Jimmy Crew is the um, one. Yeah, where he was, shit was like that nerve shit happened, where it was bending and, and stuff. And even then, he got taken down by by Jimmy Crew. And then yeah. before that, it was Devin Clark. Ryan Span. Yeah, which yeah. He, he got. So, like, you know, kind of just. I mean, the, look at his recent wins. The, the Gustafson win. He was getting outstruck by Gustafson and choked him out in the fourth, and Gus was cooked. Uh, Vulcan Ozemir. I mean, come on. He was getting outstruck by Vulcan Ozemir, you know, and then there was Shogun and Rashad Evans, guys that were way past it. So, like, I just don't know what he's giving you anymore. You know, Rockets. Remember that Rockets fight? He had, like, nine uh, total strikes, significant Another strikes one where landed. He just kept eating leg kicks and, and had no response for it. So I, I think we've seen enough from him, really. I mean, uh, I don't know how old he is off the top of my head. Seven years older than me. So, yeah, he's like 34, right? 33, 35, 36. I don't know. But it's more like not even age-wise. It's more of just he had – like his age and fights is the bigger problem yeah. where he's fought 34 so much. 34 years old, 44 fights. Uh, and that's just what we know of. So I think yeah, he's I mean, got Johnny Walker. He's 36 and 18 is his pro MMA record. <laughs> So, I mean, what Brutal. is that? Forty-two. It's uh, over 50, right? 54 fucking fights. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, I did bad. bad. Sorry, I'm at 54, right? <laughs> yeah, said, yeah, you said, so 40, I said, I I said like, 44. You were close. You were close. I just <laughs> want the people to know. Uh, like, I wasn't very close. <laughs> Let's say that. Uh, I did get my you know degree from Washington Township High School. Uh, so, South Jersey's best education. Hell, yeah. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, the ref... Uh, maybe not the ref. Was the ref? Who was the ref in this fight? I wasn't sure if the ref made a mistake because I did miss some of this fight live. You didn't miss much. Um, it was Keith Peterson. Yeah, I think. Oh, Dom Cruz. What, Dom Cruz said something about him at one point, but I forget what it was. He threw, he, he loves throwing subtle jabs, which honestly I respect. Dom. I love it, it, kind it of, dude. I fucking <laughs> love it, bro. I think he called him all nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw somebody tweet it. Uh, let me see if I can find DC's the DC's like, come on, man. Like, you <laughs> DC, by the way, might be worse than, um, might be worse than, oh, is during this, oh, is the Douglas Silva day on Draw Cody statement fight? I think, uh, Keith Peterson didn't, um, oh, wait, hold on. The fighter can tell the ref to stop the fight sometimes. We've seen it happen before to me with the exact same all nonsense, Keith Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the Potiero fight. He thought, he thought the fight should have been stopped before that, I guess, because that dude, uh, <laughs> Mr. Ehor, your your boy, you said he was going to win a title in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not looking good for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, my my guy, I was ready to uh, hitch my wagon to. Uh, he didn't exactly <laughs> uh, pan out. No, nah, but uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, sh- shout out to uh, Johnny Walker with the win. Uh, it's about the highest he's been in the uh, rankings. Uh, he's number seven right now. I imagine he'll probably take Anthony Smith's spot. And uh, maybe a Jan Blahovich or something like that uh, fight would be uh, up next for him. I don't know if Jan's uh, scheduled. Uh, I think I I'm, saw I that. think we're long overdue for a Johnny Walker knockout loss. I hate oh to be that God, guy. Oh, my God, yeah. But we're <laughs> – I think it's time for him to do the chicken dance. I mean, we listen, he's pretty much just a meme. SBG, um, baby. Yeah, and you know, I'm ready. I'm waiting for it. Nah. Who's next? Maybe Maladino moves down. Yeah, uh, let, let's just say um, if Maladino moves down, that'll be the end of his career. Because that's now, listen, Johnny Walker. Uh, like you said, he's just kind of do. He's due to get cleaned. And uh, Jamal, he then he goes out and talks to Jamal Hill after he uh, after the fight. 
Oh wait, it's actually funny. I do remember after the main event uh, backstage, Almeida and Johnny Walker had a, like a nice moment where they were like hugging each other and like hyped up. So <laughs> that's not going to happen. So maybe he should honestly. Maybe he should just train with him. Yeah. Whatever he does, wherever he goes, whoever he trains with, doesn't matter. Leave John Cavanaugh because you're not going to get any wins under Cavanaugh um, and all those bums at SBG Ireland. Oh come on. Um. Yeah. Yeah, train with whatever Almeida does. I don't know what he eats. I don't know uh, how he does any kind of training. It's not going to train his chin, does. though, man. That's the big problem no. here. And, and didn't get tested this time. He, I mean, he did eat a couple shots here, but uh, yeah, it's coming. I, uh, we'll, we'll get into a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of this, but uh, I, I just the a clip of the Olberg knockout just popped up on my thing, and I was just like, <laughs> I got totally distracted. Brutal. Oh my God. Uh, Ian Machado Gary. How I, this actually not that it was shocking, but uh, this is a good. This is his best win of his career, probably yeah. right. I mean, D Rod yeah. is no joke, and but and he made D Rod look like a bum. And it, it's really good think, to bounce back from Song Keenan. <laughs> Kanan Song, yeah, Song Kanan, the consonant. Also, he almost died in the first round of that fight. Um, Ian Gary, there's just a lot about him I really just don't like, honestly. But I, I will say this this was a good matchup for him. This was a good style. I think uh, D Rod's slow, he's getting older, he gets hit a lot, and he's just not that he was ever like a top ten fighter or anything, but he's on the decline. Um and that head kick was brutal. So seeing Ian Gary push the pace, uh when he goes forward more, throws more volume, I, I, it, he is good, right? He is a good striker. Oh yeah. I'm I'm seeing people saying, Yeah, the future of one seventy looks bright. It's or uh no, what is it? The people who train at Killcliffe FC at 170, they, they have the three best welterweights in the world. Ian Gary, Shavkat, and then Gilbert Burns. I'm like, wait a minute. Ian Gary is not one of the best. Let's let's slow down, please. Um, you know, this whole thing that he wants to fight everybody and beat every single fighter, hilarious. It sounds like he knows he needs a, a slow build. Called out Neil uh, Magny, so that's all you need to call do. Called out Neil. Well, <laughs> good luck. Um, good luck with that one, buddy. Uh, and then he always talks about, I'm not trying to be Conor McGregor, but he does the Conor McGregor strut. Uh, you know. I don't give a fiddler's uh, fuck about what anyone thinks about me. That's what he said before the fucking fight. I'm like, come on, man. They're playing Irish music before. I'm like, so fucking corny. I get he's Irish, man. But they, they just, they're so badly wanting to tap into that whole Conor thing again. And it's just. Yeah, you know, taking his wife's last name also. Just cock material. It doesn't it, um, being being Ian Gary and then being Ian Machado Gary out of nowhere is yeah it's just very <laughs> confusing to people. I'm not gonna lie. It's but it was a good win. I don't want to take away from him. It was a nice head kick. Uh, I it was just it was uh, the best he's looked. And I have been a big time detractor of his. I think my big yeah. thing is with him. His defense is not good, and it really yeah. didn't come into play here. But like I am not really ready to knight this guy as the truth. Until I see him go into war. I mean, a Neil Magny fight would be nice, but I'd even like to see him fight a Wonder Boy or something like that, where it's truly yeah. going to get tested. You know, like it's funny. I saw a lot of people tweeting how they were on D Rod, and there's a lot of people on D Rod, but the line kept going up, 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 up on Ian Gary. So yeah, it turns out not as many people were uh, you know putting their money where their mouth is. Uh, no, I think a lot of people that talk about it online don't really bet. I think that's a big yeah. uh, thing. There's all those MMA accounts are just there for interactions and uh, to to just suck the fighters off. Basically, there's a lot yeah. lot of that going on on the uh, MMA world. Well, Shout out to all you out there huh? who are sucking and swallowing all day. So, uh, <laughs> Car- Carlos Olberg t- 
took out your boy. Uh, I know you also uh, said at one point that you would like him to be, uh, be the uh, minister of your of your wedding one day. But uh, the duelist, uh, Ihor Potier, good, good for him Should to get what what, uh, what was coming to him after he knocked out Shogun and did his whole fucking uh, sword routine. Uh, he this man gets sent to the shadow realm by Carlos Olberg. Uh, what is it? What is his name? The the Black Jag. I think Black is his name. That's a sick That's ass. Pretty sick, name, but. Uh, is he probably has the? You know, I would love to see his DMs for like an hour. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he's a good-looking sure. guy for sure. Uh, but it's uh, you know he he trains with Izzy. Uh, Izzy might need some help. Not he's not going through a little bit of a tough time getting sued by his ex-girlfriend. Uh, yeah, so shout out to that. him. I uh, wanted to make sure I brought that up. But uh, yeah, you know, listen, good win for Carlos Olberg. He's really. Uh, really kind of bounced back and really grown from that loss to uh, Kennedy which uh, was a fight that he was dominating. seems like Kennedy is... That's kind of why we... I think we, me and you both like Kennedy so much is because that's both... Like, that's a fight where something wasn't going his way. And even this Devin Clark fight wasn't going his way. And he found a way to win. Like, he, he kind of goes through the storm and he's not scared to stand and bang. And, uh, you know, like that... But more on Olberg, though, it's just, uh, you know, what a way to bounce back. Yeah, uh, you know, going to the decision with the water buffalo wasn't a great, uh, you know, uh, well, it wasn't a great look. But uh, three finish wins, one against Mister Nick. Uh, so it's, um, you know, things are looking up for Mister Olberg. That left hook he has is nasty. Yeah, he's powerful, man. He he's a problem at two hundred five. The big guy, man. There's there's going to be some things about him that we have to find out for sure. Cardio, ground game. You know, with can he really take a shot? Remember, Kennedy kind of once he. Uh, once the tide shifted, he was done. So, also, I think he's thirty-two, right? Um, yeah, I like him. I, I think he, you know, he, he's making improvements, which you know you don't always see from guys from uh, that training camp. But <laughs> at two hundred five, you know, why not? Hey, Johnny Walker, Carlos Olberg, sign me up. Yeah, at some point, uh, poor Johnny. Johnny's one. F- I mean, Johnny might be fighting for a title soon. That's that's what we really All have right. to wrap our head around. I'm not kidding. Like he, if he wins one more fight, he's fighting for a title. You need you need to get your you need to get that together, man. I'm gonna let you know. I don't know. I don't think so. If he fights Jan Blahovich or or Ankalaev and he wins, which isn't gonna happen, but I mean, if it does, I, it might. Though. What if Jamal Hill's the champion? They're gonna send him out there against Jamal Hill. Oh yeah, to go a, Timber a human casket. One more time, baby. One more time. If Johnny Walker falls and no one's around to hear it, did it really make a noise? Yeah, it did. I think so. It it, it (laughs) fucking did. I saw it happen in the octagon. uh, And shout out to SBG, though. Uh, Alex Morano with a guillotine choke over Tim Means. This this fight really did nothing for me. I wouldn't have bet anything on this fight because it's just two old guys that I don't trust. Would have have, uh, led with Morano a little bit more, but... I didn't. I didn't, I didn't touch watch much of this. I so I, I, to I'm be gonna... honest, yeah, I saw the finish. Um, I saw them standing and trading a little bit, but it, it just. I, I really. I, this is a fight where I went and got something to eat. I was just like, all right, because uh, after I met with Matt Brown, Matt Brown sent Court McGee to the Shadow Realm, uh, which is a good win for him. Uh, the Immortal Man. It, it's he keeps getting it. I, I gotta respect this man because. These some of these old guys, they are just boring as shit, and they keep fucking like just hanging around. At least Matt Brown, when he's knocking people out, they're going to sleep, dude. But I mean, he yeah. say he made Diego Lima turn into a lawn chair, and then he just had Court McGee ask him what year it was after he hit him. So Diego Sanchez, remember that elbow? Oh man, um, yeah, like 
Mike Pyle when he beat the absolute brakes off of that fella. Um, I'm trying to think of who else he viciously knocked out. Pete Sell. Way back in the day, Pete Sell apparently was a huge – I think at, the, at, the, at Matt Brown's – at this point, he was 9-7. and seven, And he beat the fuck out of Pete Sell. I'm trying to see if there's a line on that fight, if this gives an accurate representation. Yeah, Matt Brown was like plus 140, um, so it says. But yeah, I mean, when he's fought – I mean, dude, being 42, and he looks, he, you know, he looks old in there, for sure. He looks a little slower, too, but the last thing to go is power. Yeah. And there's no reason he can't go out and uh, maybe get another knockout. I do worry about, you know, his durability and his chin, especially at 170, but he fought, if he fights a guy like Court McGee or, like, if you give him Tim Means, yeah. maybe even Alex Morano. Yeah, I'd like to uh, see know, him in Morano uh, fight. Gets the job done and maybe break that record. Um That'd be awesome, yeah. I, I mean, it, before that, you know, he was looking a little slow. They were uh, just laying on each other against a cage, but you know, they're a combined eighty years old. I think so. Yeah, and court's expect. not good, and we, he's shown that over the last couple times he's been in there. And yeah, he got hit, and he was just looking up at the at the lights, like, "Damn, bro!" He was like, well, "I was like, whoa, and, I, it's I, a nice day out tonight." Yeah, like, and uh, like, what, dude? You're inside, man. He's like, "What?" He's like, "Wait, I thought I just woke up." They're like, "No, nah, man, you've been up for a while. Well, yeah, you just but... got you got removed from your consciousness there for a little bit." Nah, it just you know, I, with the right matchup, I think Matt Brown's exciting. I hope they don't try and kill him, which they could feed him to somebody like not not this guy, but like a Ian Gary or somebody like one of those up and coming guys. Like they kind of tried to do with the Baeza fight. Yeah. Uh, also, did you know this was a battle of two guys who had previously died in court McGee and Matt Brown? What do you mean? They they both uh, their heart stopped beating for several minutes. Um, I believe Matt Brown's was a couple minutes. It was a, a nice amount of time. Uh, they both had an overdose uh, at one point in their life. Well, both from heroin, and they both lost. Uh, you know, their their heart stopped for a little bit for a couple minutes, and then they got right back in. And uh, you know, how can you really how can you really kill somebody who's already been killed? You know, true. You can't kill me. I've already been dead. So. Uh, go. Good for Matt Brown. How about Carl Williams taking care of business against Chase Sherman? Uh, what a boring fight this was. Carl Williams kind of gassed out. Chase Sherman looks. Uh, Chase Sherman looked good for for. He could have won that third round, honestly, because he definitely won the second. Um, and that's funny because in the first he got he was getting beat up, getting bloody, got taken down to so end slow, the round. So it's though, like, man. yeah, he moves so awkwardly, and Carl Williams just doesn't really go for anything. He doesn't really have, you know, he has a nice little, a nice little game, but very boring and. Um, you should be able to get heavy finishes at heavyweight no matter what, right? So, especially against Chase Sherman. But either way, I mean, hey, Chase Sherman almost won. He really and didn't even take him down either. He's supposed to be the Penn no. State wrestler. He really he just, struggled he was just to jabbing take him down. He was just jabbing him, jabbing the fuck out of him. I think he beat the Penn State wrestler uh, on the contender series. Is that series. what it is? Yeah, I always yeah. mix it up. But. but, you know, fuck Penn State regardless. So, Facts. yeah, decent win for Carl Williams. I mean, he's going to be a guy that you see matched up with somebody and you're like, yeah, he's going to take him down and that's it. Um, but also there's gonna be a time to fade him for sure. He's not going to go undefeated heavyweight. I mean, come on. Uh, he has a nice jab though. I will say that, um, you know, seeing heavyweights use that, I mean, he was busting Carl, uh, uh, Chase Sherman's nose all up. So yeah, his hands we look shall better see what he has next. Yeah, for sure. But no gas, no gas. Neither did Chase Sherman. That was the only thing that actually gave him this win was the fact that Chase, excuse me, was having similar issues with his gas tank, but. Uh, this uh, it was just a boring, really boring fight. Uh, but like you said, Carl Williams, the thing that won him that third round was his ability to pop that jab out there and just kind of stay active. 
while Chase was kind of just walking around and, you know, for lack of a better word, chasing him around. And really, Carl was just kind that's of what you did there. Yeah, you like that. Um, I, that's that's why that, that's why I am who I am. But uh, yeah, good win for Carl Williams. How about Douglas Silva, DeAndrage? Um, I thought this was a horrible decision. I thought Cody Stamen won. I guess I'll have to go back and watch it. Uh, but I mean, he, he, I think everyone thought that Cody Stamen had won, even even including Cody Stamen, and it just didn't go his way. So, uh, the, yeah, that's ugly. interesting because I saw the live odds right before the fight was over. It's like ten seconds left in the third, minus two fifty for Stamen. I was like, kind of. I, I thought he lost the first two rounds for sure. I don't know. I think a big part of what helped lead to him possibly losing that first round was the referee completely, completely botching that stand-up. Yeah. Uh, or, or he didn't, he um, he got, what, uh, uh, Stamen got kicked in the, kind of like the neck throat area. Yeah, yeah, like from, an up kick and, while and he, he was down. Give, and he didn't give him his position back. Uh, I believe the guy's name is Wayne Spinola. Uh, we don't have to see him. Also, the guy in the Kim bomb fight, Larry Carter, we don't need to see him ever. Uh, we'll talk about him. him. But, um, Wayne Spinola, yeah. I think... It's up to the referee if he wants to give the position back. But I feel like when somebody is on top and they get illegally struck, you can ask them or you're supposed to ask them um, if they want their position back or you just give them the position back. But I guess I don't know, man. It must be different. Um, different athletic commissions have just different rules and different training methods and tell her uh, judges or um, referees to do different things. I don't really know because it just it doesn't make sense. At all, and that that probably cost him the fight, and that's just that's not how you want to lose a fight, especially Cody Stamen. He's always in close fights. Honestly, I think he should blame himself for not getting that finish in the third round. I mean, Douglas Silva de Andrade was, you know, he was throwing still, but he was just winging. He was just trying to catch him with something big and end the fight because he was gassed out bad. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think Cody's going to kick himself for not for not you know putting the foot in the gas, and uh, I think he was trying to wrestle in the third. I'm like, yeah, know. he it really. IQ was not there in this one, um, but yeah, like he, he he was fresh. He was popping around. He, I mean, his hands are good. He's got the wrestling background. Cody Stamen has all the tools. It just seems like he's never really able to put it together completely. And uh, you know, I I don't I I, I ne- like I have trouble being here and being like, oh my god, I feel so bad for Cody Stamen. Like like you said, when you like were you thought you won, so you were kind of coasting a little bit and like. And Andrade was just like, you could tell by the way Andrade was fighting, he thought he was losing. So he was throwing just the wildest shit with a minute left trying to, you know, make make contact or kind of uh, make, make a big impact in that third round to kind of steal that round. Uh, yeah, it just, I, I didn't like, I didn't like this at all. But uh, I think this is a big problem with uh, when they travel. Uh, and we really haven't had to experience this uh, in a while because they haven't been traveling and it's been all in Las Vegas, and there's been the same, you know, Herzog. They've, you've had the best that the sport has to offer refing. Uh, this isn't like any other sport. Like, they want to be considered like the one of the four major sports, the, you know, NHL, MLB, NFL, uh, NBA. You know, they, they all have their own refs, and they, they know exactly what you're getting when these guys are coming in. Uh, you know, when the UFC travels to North Carolina and Larry Carter's in there or Wayne Spinoza or whatever the fuck the guy's name is, Spinola, yeah. <laughs> it's, that shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't have guys in there who it seems like they are like they really could cost a guy a fight or they, they really have a negative impact on what's going on. It's just 
I, I think that's a, a black eye on the sport. It's really uh, not a good look at all. And let's get into another not good look in the sport. Uh, Mandy Bohm and Ji Young Kim. What a joke. This is a fucking joke, man. This this whole thing was horrible. Uh, and it basically didn't go downhill until uh, the end of the second round when Manny Bohm, I believe, somehow ends up on top of Ji Young Kim for the last uh, 15 to 20 seconds of the round. And a good five seconds after the bell rings and Manny Bohm's getting up, Ji Young Kim pops her in the chest with a with a kick on the way up. And the next confused. Uh, a little push. Yeah, well, it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like a deadly kick. It was just enough to enough for everyone was like, whoa, whoa, like what what the fuck was that? And pops her with that, so she gets a point taken away after they come back from the commercial. Okay. So then she refuses the whole time her corner's yelling, please stand, please stand up, please go and throw hands with her, because you're much better than her. Please, we're begging you. And she won't listen. No matter what they say, she won't Insane. listen. She's just holding her up against the fence. She's shooting for takedowns. She's going right into exactly what Manny Bohm wants her to do. She gets her up against the fence. Manny Bohm puts a hand down on the ground, and it was so predictable. You're sitting there. You're like, this knee is coming at some point. I don't know when, but here it comes. Boom. Hits her. Not even really that hard. Like, it really wasn't uh, for uh, fouls. Like Peter Yan, when he fouled Sterling, got his money's worth. He, he, he definitely hit the shit out of him. And even then, people were calling a fraud on that. With this one, Manny Bohm, right away, before the doctor even walked into the octagon, was saying, I'm done. I quit, yeah. basically. I can't fight. I can't see. Her, she would fake close her eye. And as the person would start talking to her, she'd open it back up normally. And then go, wait, shit. And then would close it again. So she's 100% faking this. So as, as they're sitting there, okay, wait, the fight's over. They call the fight. Then they go to like a, 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 like a, they, a video they package. they say it was a disqual uh, TKO at yeah. first, right? Yeah, so they, they're like TKO, and then they're like, wait, no, no, that's not it. And then the ref walks <laughs> over and raises her hand and takes another point away from her. <laughs> After the fight is over. After everything's over with. <laughs> Like, people are, like, going to get snacks. They're like, wait, what? They got a point take? What do you mean? So then they come back in, and they're like, then they're, like, re-watching the fucking fight on the side. It's, like, 15 minutes later. They're like, oh, well, uh, a split technical decision. Mandy Bohm wins, and she's getting fucking booed, as she should. What a joke that was. And she's like, yeah, like, yeah, fuck you, like, talking shit. I'm like, oh, my God, this girl is an absolute loser. I can't wait for her to get knocked the fuck out. She probably never will. I'm so so glad she won that fight because the next time she fights, I don't care who it is. I'm putting everything on that person's money line. I I don't care. Like, I did it with – it just happened recently. What was the big money line that I was – I I told you I had a bad day and I bet all on them. Fuck. Wasn't it the Brazilian girl? Yes, yes. Thank you. I forget what her name um, was, but I know who it was the other Yasmin. Pine- not Pinheiro or not? No, no it, was, it was. It wasn't who Yasmin Lucindo. Lucindo. When she fought Brogan That's Walker. Was. I was like, "There's just no way Brogan Walker can even win a minute, let alone a round, let alone two rounds." Mandy Boom. Still, even though they were calling her Boom, and that really bothered me a lot because I don't know, understand where where the. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, but maybe it's way, some yeah, a dialect or something. She probably doesn't even know. I wouldn't doubt if she didn't know how to pronounce her own last name. She still lost on one of the judges' scorecards. Bobby Harris, never heard of him. Uh, 
gave the first two rounds to Kim, and then the third was a nine eight for for boom 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 bomb boom. Um, meanwhile, Junichiro Camijo and Mike Bell gave the first round to Manny Bomb. Sure, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't even know about I, that. But I, 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 yeah, I don't even think she won a round. I don't think so either. So the next person she fights, even if it's not a step up from Jiang Kim, she's gonna lose. She's just gonna lose. She stinks. She. I thought you know. I was like, damn man, she's got good good jujitsu or good submission game. Like uh, early on in the fight, I thought I was like, damn, she might choke Kim out. And then Kim got her and advantageous spots in the third round she had her at the end of the fight in a guillotine uh and when she got taken down in the first or second she then took mandy Boom oh that's down. right that's how that happened right she's in the guillotine and she's not able to finish it. that's right she's not able to finish it and then after the second round ends she gets up and she fucking kicks her off of her like yeah. 10 seconds later yes. like um so like <sighs> just absolute clown show in charlotte uh you know you can cut both fighters you can cut the referee for all i care cut all of them well, that's the problem. Don't you go have back guys like Larry Carter in there, and he's making the calls. The guy had no fucking idea what he was doing. Larry Carter. Wasn't that the uh, Oakland, uh, Toronto Blue Jays catcher? That was Gary was Carter. Gary Carter. Sorry. Yeah, shout out. Uh, rest <laughs> in peace. But, um, nah, I, it just, this one was just like where I'm like, that. It, if I was watching this with friends, I'd be like, this isn't what the sport. Like, I was embarrassed. I, I really was. I was just like, this. <laughs> I can't imagine how the UFC or those people feel watching that shit where they're like, this is our sport, man. And they're just. I mean, Ji Young Kim really did deserve to lose because she fought like a fucking moron. Yeah, so, I'm like, not even mad at that. No, really. Uh, it was more of just like the incompetence of everyone involved. Well, I'm kind of mad because I only made one bet, and it was a $100 parlay to win 166 It was like Carl Williams, um, Almeida, her, and who was the other layup? Let's see. Oh, Carlos Holberg. Easy. And she lost, and she shouldn't have lost. Honestly, it should just be you know whatever. It is what it is. You should I'm at least upset. get your money back for that fucking bullshit. Something, but, but uh, yeah, we're gonna fade. Uh, listen, when, whenever this next fight gets announced, whenever odds drop, it could be a month away. I'm betting on against whoever fights Manny Bomb. I think that's where we're gonna start doing now. We're gonna just throw all of our bets on one. We're gonna. It's gonna be the ultimate fade. Uh, fade system. Anytime somebody that we know is just just stinks, if they decide to give Joseph Holmes another fight, let's, let's give you a, a fifth fight. We're going to absolutely put our mortgages that we don't have on whoever it is he's fighting. It could be Jimmy Neutron. It could be you. It could be James McSweeney. I don't care who it is. I'm putting all of it on them. And Manny Baum is on that list. Without question, man. Uh, how about Brian Battle? Uh, I mean, Gabe Green... His brain short-circuited to begin this fight, and he just uh, – I, I think for a second he thought he was playing UFC 4 and just decided to just start mashing Mash buttons, buttons and was just fucking spamming punches at Brian Battle. And he got him up against the cage, and then Brian Battle called him and sent him to the shadow realm. 14 seconds. Cleaned him the fuck out. Easy knockout uh, for the hometown kid, Brian Battle, uh, winner of the Ultimate Fighter, who we've uh, talked about on this. Uh, this I didn't know he was from Charlotte. Yeah, he he was freaking out uh, after the fight. Um, I did see that, but I didn't know. I didn't. I, didn't I don't know if he him. like he's fighting out of Charlotte, North Carolina, because uh, he was acting like he was like the, the the prince of Charlotte after. So good sure. win for Brian. I mean, this really didn't do much other than just excite the people, and it was crazy. It was an easy win for me. I'd, I would have had Brian battle, but uh, damn, I was gonna take Gabe Green. I was like, you know what? He's gonna keep this at range, not even close to what I thought he would do. He yeah. just tried to smother him, and he got cooked. 
Uh, how about Liz Boa? I don't really know much about her, but this was an easy bet against JRC, easy. Jessica Rose Clark. Hey, uh, she's what did we just talk about with Mandy Baum? Yeah, right? she's the f- Jessica Rose Clark. You know, it's funny because she had she she did some decent things. Whenever she would like go first or la- like you know she can land, she has some power in her hands. Um, and she threw that nasty elbow, just qu- quick cut open to Mar to Nara Lisboa. But after that happened, Lisboa turned it the fuck up and choked her out. Um, yeah, Lisboa looks pretty decent, man. Uh, not just looks wise, like she looks good, but she also, man, she 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 has quick hands and she like. She throws, brings back, throws again. She hits hard, right? Um, she doesn't really move her head much, but it looks like she has some, some jujitsu too to her game. Uh, I know she was a Muay, was it Muay Thai? I believe or, they, were, um, they were saying Muay Thai was her uh, yeah. expertise. Uh, she fought Valentino way back in like 2013 at a Muay Thai games or something like that. Uh, so like, you know, that part of her game's down. I think she's relatively... Relatively young, She's thirty-two. You know who yeah, her first the, loss was to the Thai Panther. Oh, it was Norman Dumont. Yes, sir. Yep. Wow. Um, I think that's a fight she was winning, but then ch- choked out. If I remember correctly, uh, yeah, it was wrong. only three-minute fight. Rear naked choke at Jungle Fight ninety. I mean, listen, when, when when Jungle Fight's in the house, there's always some shit going on, right? So, um, you know, who's this the chick main looks event? pretty good, man. <laughs> I do not. Boracina. Wow. Paulo Costa knocked out Adriano Balbi. See ya, Baldi. Mike uh, Baldinger. Jao Almeida was the, uh, was the co-main who uh, did not fight the Jolton, UFC. Really? No, not uh, to be confused with Jolton. But, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, killed those Sancario, cards are pretty good. Davison Figueredo. They're, they're, All on the same card? Yeah, Viviano Rujo. <laughs> God damn. There's a lot of fucking guys. Imagine there. being there. You spent like t- t- three cents to get in. Yeah, Norma Dumont. Yeah. God damn. How about it? I wish we could. Jungle we, fight. If there's any video on Fight Pass, we need to, we need to watch. We need to have a, a nice night where we watch that whole card. <laughs> Jolton on <Almeida, laughs> Start to finish. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jessica Rose Clark, I, she just doesn't want to fight, right? She looks like she has a little hammer in her game. Right, she can she can kind of be the bully. She can kind of go for it a little bit, but not much. Um, and she cannot take. She has zero resistance, whether it be punch resistance. Uh, she gets busted up a little. She starts to kind of like want to quit. Doesn't have good cardio. Um, good athlete, but that's about it. And now she's eleven and nine in her career, and I think we know what is next. Yeah, we're not going to say it, but you guys can all connect the dots. Uh. We lost the P Rod fight on this one. He botched his weight cut apparently against the Ton Levy, so we didn't get to yeah, see Yeah, Ton Levy was not happy. Yeah, you know, uh Manel Cop fight, uh I know that that was supposed to happen soon, but that's getting cancelled. I don't know, uh, if there's something wrong with his DNA or Figgy something. <laughs> Figgy cannot make weight. He has uh inferior DNA. Yes. I believe that's <laughs> that's crazy. That was one of the most crazy disrespectful things I've ever heard anyone say. But uh Jolton Almeida gets fifty thousand. Machado Gary gets 50,000. Carlos Olberg gets 50,000. And Matt Brown, the immortal, gets 50,000. And uh, I that- believe Brian Battle got 50K afterwards, if I remember correctly, okay. from the post. The post. I, I don't know how he did. I mean, a 14-second knockout. Yeah. That warrants it. <laughs> I mean, you want a performance bonus. That's the quickest performance. And that was the last. That place was rocking after yeah. he did that. He was rocking. Everybody was fired up. You know what I mean? So, 
Uh, I don't know how you don't give him 50K for that. I think somebody mentioned it in the post-fight presser. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I'll give him 50K too. It's like, do you, are you are you even watching? Like, do you even know what's going on? He probably wasn't but, even in the arena by then. He's probably like, ah, yeah, wait. Yeah. He's like, I just saw that actually before I walked in here. Uh, yeah, yeah, give him too. It's like, okay, man. Yeah, uh, sure. But uh, I guess we. I did want to ask you about the boxing, Rolly Romero, uh, getting one of the most disgusting um, stoppages of all time. That's why boxing is easily one of the most corrupt sports in all of America and honestly the world. The world for sure. Uh, there's corruption in, in many sports that um, take part in other countries. Soccer, uh, tennis. Uh, now, I don't know about golf so much, but now they're doing this whole lift thing that you know gets a little weird. Boxing, man. And it's so funny because people want to always like say, oh, you know, uh, Alex Pereira took a dive. Uh, the this fight was fixed to have John Jones or Connor win. It's like, if you think the UFC is corrupt because there's some bad, I mean, listen, athletic commissions suck, but those athletic commissions also suck in boxing. Like it's not, it's not like a, I know we joke about Dana White and the UFC, um, you know, wanting, wanting things to happen, but like they don't, I don't think you can see a path for anything being fixed or corrupt in the UFC that, that, you know, that well i don't i don't i don't think it's really uh something that's even relevant but in boxing yeah you best believe the night before a fight you have uh the wbc commissioner out to dinner with the three judges of the fight that's going to take place tomorrow for the wbc belt but it just so happens that the commissioner of the wbc is good friends with oscar de la hoya and the fighter who's fighting in the championship is a top-ranked fighter it all just it, it's not a coincidence in boxing. It's 1 million percent not a coincidence. You got Floyd Mayweather ringside screaming. He wants this. I think he, I don't know what his stock in Rolly Romero is necessarily, but it just I don't makes, like it, Tony, man. Tony Weeks is like, you know, you, you don't really know. UFC judges, you know, right? Boxing judges, you don't know many of them. There's a couple guys, you know, that do all the big fights. Tony Weeks, I believe is, um, who's he married to? One second. I, know, I could be wrong. But Tony Weeks has been one of the better judges or referees in boxing his whole life. I mean, he's been doing fights, big fights for so long. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe he's too old now. It's, it's just, you know, I mean, honestly, after that, he should never do another fight again. It doesn't matter if he's too old or he's corrupt. It could be both. That should never happen again. Um, I, I'm trying to, Mr. Barroso was handily beating Rolly Romero. I mean, he was a big underdog. He's 40 years old. Looks like he's 60. He looks like he's been through some shit. I don't know if you got a glimpse of him. Oh, yeah. Um, he looks like he's been through some shit. That's some Venezuelan, uh, a hard 40 Venezuelan years uh, on his on his uh, resume. You know, he's been through, he's seen some things. Um, and he, he knocks down Roley in the second round. Nobody really saw that coming. And then he's, he's just winning every round. And then Rolly puts up a little pressure. He kind of trips and he misses a shot. And then Tony Weeks steps in and his corner was pissed. Barroso himself didn't look like he really cared, but his facial expression never changes ever. Like I said, he's seen some shit, uh, but his corner was fed up. Every, the, the, the commentators were like confused. Everybody on Twitter, Dan Raphael has been covering boxing for like 50 years. Big, the big, real big fat dude. Oh, yeah. fan. He said that was the worst, worst, um, stoppage he's ever seen. Uh, Chris Mannix, yep. noted Celtics fan, who, uh, you know, we don't love that, but he's been covering boxing for a while, said it was the worst stoppage he ever saw. Dan Canobio, my guy, uh, works for John Boy Media, was disgusted. At, he made a, uh, a reaction video right away, and he was pissed. Like, that, I think 
it it wasn't as like mainstream because it was it was Rolly Romero who's coming off a loss to Tank. Like he's kind of nobody really knew about him anyway. So nobody really cared. There's probably not that many people watching compared to this week. You'll have Lomachenko and Devin Haney. You know, if it happened in that fight, I think the world would would, would burn. So yeah, I mean, this is just boxing. This is just what happens in boxing. Sadly, you know, the, the interest. It's almost like the the results are predetermined. You know, the winner and loser is predetermined, which is so sad to see. But they want to set up a Ryan Garcia fight with Rolly Romero, which you know, I don't know why that's what they want to do, but that's what they want to do. And then if that's what if that's what enough people want, they're going yeah. to make it happen. So, yeah. and it's sad. Um, Rolly Romero needs to get a new coach. Bullet needs to probably not coach anybody ever again. He was trying to come at Javante Davis when they did their they had their presser. Uh, I was like, who's this guy with dreads? He's their other trainer. Uh, Rolly's trainer, and he's just, he, no game plan. I, he wasn't telling him anything. He was like, all right. He was just trying to, like, keep him calm. Meanwhile, Rolly Romero's not even throwing punches. Just pathetic. But I can't wait for this week. Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko, that's going to be huge. I think Devin Haney wins a lot of rounds, a lot more rounds. But it will be close, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm excited for that. I think the and then we have, uh, do we have UFC this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the main event. The main event was supposed to take place on uh, in Charlotte. Yeah, it was Mackenzie Dern, Angela Hill. Now they said, you know what? We got to make that the main event. You know what? We're going to sell tickets on Mackenzie Dern, Angela Hill, baby. Yeah, five rounds of just goodness. At least it's Mackenzie Hill. Effects. Mackenzie Dern's lost two of three, and the one she won, she also could have lost. Right. Angela Hill uh, has lost. Let's see, three, three out of her last five. Her two wins are Loopy and Emily Dakota. Uh, I think she wins this. Honestly, I don't know if she if Mackenzie Dern can't wrestle. Like she can't get a takedown. She can work her jujitsu better than you know, a lot of fighters, right? But I'm probably taking Angela she, Hill. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll the, see. I might just honestly knows stay away. Pod knows we that would kill us inside, but that, I can also see her <laughs> subbing. Her, so like I'm I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna have to cook something up. At least I have a week to uh, figure it out, but. Well, Angel Hill's last two wins again are Lupita Godinez and Emily Ducote. They will be taking, uh, they will be fighting each other in the feature bout. Um, after Emily Ducote's last fight, I think we vowed to uh, you know, stay away from that. Um, Michael Johnson, Diego Ferreira. That's kind of a random banger, possibly, but also you know, two older guys. Mahashate, your boy, is nice. Yeah, that'll be nice. Slava that'll Claus. be nice. Slava Claus and Mahashate, your two champions. Uh, you said, I think, I think you said twenty twenty four. Mahashate would win. Gold at 155. No, I think so you we'll got see. me confused with Orion Koski. That's who I uh, thought said was. I can't oh, believe yeah. Gilbert Urbina is still fucking getting shots. He, uh, yeah, he's going to get shots. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Ilir Latifi. He said, you know, when you whenever you think a card's really sloppy, there's like an Ilir Latifi either uh, 205 or, or heavyweight a fight, and he's going to be taking on Nascimento. He's probably going to get crushed there. Uh, Victoria Leonardo also. She's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll stop by. I'll fight. I'll pop in and make this garbage card really sloppy and ugly. Um, she's going to lose. She's in her Dragon she, uh, Ball Z costume. Uh, so Natalia Silva is pretty good. I remember Victoria Leonardo, best win of her career, Mandy Baum. So there you go. There you go. Uh, so there, there's that. Uh, I'll take Hot Box Roller Strikes MMA podcast. We'll be back again later on in this week to give a full, uh, more interesting breakdown. <laughs> Of that card, other than just shitting on it, we will Natalia have some Silva picks. money line. That's all you need. We'll to know. have Natalia Silva money line. We'll have a lot Minus of shit to go Jesus. on. But uh, enjoy your week, enjoy the shows, and uh, we hope to see you next week or later on this week. God damn it.
God damn it.